0: Hey Osio and Hawaii. This is real indigenous and with me are my our usual co-hosts. Uvanga, Angela
1: starts.
2: Amaduika uh, Sunrise me.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we are gathered here to discuss history of the world part two (laughs) by mel brooks the sequel to the 1981 mel brooks comedy history of the world part one and so um why are we discussing this it is because it is because none other than zon mclarnon is in three episodes playing a character called mingos and uh i don't know about you all but I it's uh, it's it's a rarity to see uh, a native person and someone who's not even known as a comedian, like uh, he's primarily primarily known as a, as a dramatic actor, but it, this was so much fun to see this primarily known as a dramatic native actor playing in this goofball romp uh that mel brooks has come up with and dreamt of or in, in this in this crazy mel brooks world so uh it was a lot of fun uh to watch that character's journey and that character to to get to be improv um, it reminded me of improv you know like it's ensemble it was really a lot of fun to see sam mcclarnan just take a place amongst this comedic ensemble alongside different people you know like Jack Black and of course uh Wanda Sykes and Nick Kroll and several others of Ike Barinholtz Uh, I I I really enjoyed the the comedic timing I enjoyed it anyway you know and you kind of have to you know you you go into knowing that it's um it's going to be one of those comedic goofy romps and uh it's to me, I like I I, I got in and I, I got what I wanted. I see that it's getting some hate on IMDb, probably from you know, probably from mouth breathers and bro dudes who probably don't like seeing people of color. You know, finally get to have some screen time in a fun romp like this. And uh, I think probably one of my favorite lines that Zal McLarnon had was a, uh, I believe it went something like. If you live next to a lake that you can't pronounce, you're probably a colonizer. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know if he wrote that. I don't know if he improved that, but it felt like improvisation to me. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I, also,
2: I also liked what he was saying about Cleveland. Like, if you're going to colonize something. <laughs> <gasps> why don't you make something better than cleveland <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i just liked his facial expressions throughout you know he kind of had this like kind of this upside down kind of not a, it wasn't a grim but it was just this it was really strong upside down frown thing going on with his face like like constantly panicked but he's also kind of (laughs) dumb and he's trying to figure it out as he's going along the way and he has a therapist and and he has a therapist
2: that tells him to be more assertive
0: right yeah
1: (laughs) to get more comfortable with introductions
0: (laughs) oh goodness yeah so yeah how did you guys feel about like his storyline and as it took place because i have to say like a blast from the past for me like when i was in high school around approximately 15 years ago it was uh i was not expecting to see um uh, are
2: you talking about jackass
0: jackass yeah jackass Um, oh Johnny 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 knoxville Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville, my sister was super into jackass, super into it, and it was never really my thing, never quite got into it, and so I I kept on thinking, boy, he sounds and kind of looks familiar, (laughs) and I was like, who the heck is that, and I totally thought it was someone else, I thought it was Bill Hader at first, (laughs) but it was Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) and uh i was like really really but then of course his skits become jackass
1: (laughs) and then he turns into rescue who is famously hard to kill
0: yes (laughs) yes yes
1: and you didn't talk about you didn't talk about taika
0: oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh i completely forgot to talk about taika of course Duh, Taika, <laughs> we have Taika, <laughs> we have another super indigenous superstar, the dude who made it possible for reservation dogs to get made and produced. We have Taika Watidi as Freud, and he's just, oh, I love, I love his deadpan delivery and how he's so obsessed. He's obsessed with, with penises, basically, <laughs> and, and, but I like how it also becomes like, well, you're also obsessed you are also obsessed with my penis and <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah. because the court of Freud obviously had an obsession you know and, and I I just love I like uh, I don't know I thought it was funny that Tyka played like this kind of sexy Freud like oh you weren't meant to see that but <laughs> what do you think I'm <laughs> oh <laughs> just just
2: like eggplants <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. But it, did he have that? He had a joke, something like, um, what did he call it? Like, it like oh, it's is it a me slip? A Freudian slip? <laughs> <laughs> did he, he did that joke, right? <laughs> well, he did something along the lines. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. um, I want to see Taika in more things, too, as an actor. I know he's primarily producer, director and writer. But I, I don't know. I get a little... I get a little bit of joy, jump for joy inside whenever I see Tyka on screen and he's doing Taika things. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a pleasant surprise to see indigenous representation in comedy and in oh, yeah. in a well established oh uh, in a well established world of comedy. You know, of course, Mel Brooks, living legend. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed his intro in it. I expected to see more of him in it. But I really did enjoy his introduction to it where he's like, I have to appear exactly how I appeared in the 80s. And he comes out with a super (laughs) buff bod. And it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a really fun. Roy and I had a lot of fun just, just kicking back after a long day and just having a good old laugh at this romp what are some other thoughts that uh or some takeaways or some thought some things that really like jumped out at you guys
1: i found it interesting that it was almost an homage to blazing saddles their part right they went to to rockridge (laughs) mungo I mean the names are similar between yeah. the football player dude and thaw. You yeah. know, who's not very bright, but still lovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, then they have I don't mean, know, there's just a lot of parallels between the, the two. Especially Women when they
2: get they get to the town, it seems yeah. like. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The mumble guy <laughs> that nobody can understand. Oh, that guy was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they have that one of the Johnsons, not Howard Johnson, but one of the other Johnsons was the the old, old fart mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Rock Ridge. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah it definitely seemed to be like not just maybe an homage but maybe a sequel like i don't know if they could ever do it another one of those mm-hmm. but it felt like this is the way to maybe that they could accommodate both mm-hmm. um, maybe i don't know
1: yeah I don't know, but in blazing saddles you know Mel brooks played native
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh i forgot that dang yeah and spoke yiddish
1: yeah it, <laughs> it was really i i thought it was funny <laughs>
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah.
1: But it was funny. I mean, it was the 70s. It was, you know, AIM and all of that stuff. And, you know, he he quite famously is hardcore against the Nazis and white supremacists mm-hmm. and yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and you can see that throughout this entire history of the world part 2. And, Absolutely. You know, he has his Hitler jokes, and I mean, yeah. even talking about the town of Brockridge and how they're all white supremacists. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, good on him. Yeah,
2: and he gets to Hitler very quickly, like it's the end of the first episode, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hitler on ice, right?
2: Hitler on ice, yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was, uh, I felt like Zahn, you, you know, we don't think of him as a comedian until maybe res dogs mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of like the comedic timing and uh, especially in that recent episode from season two where he's like drinking the green juice and yeah has his adventure in the forest There, <laughs> much more heavily emphasizing his comedic chops um mm-hmm. but this one it's like it's it's not just uh it's like punchlines it's classic like setup of a line and then um and, uh, and then he's also on top of that like he is as a character he's getting more and more comfortable as being a comedian and i believed it i believe the character was getting more into it um so the fact that he's sort of balancing it's not just comedy it's like a character growing mm-hmm. into comfort and the comedy starts to work each step of that like, character's uh development of comfort that's that was very cool and the fact that it was like set up in the first episode in which he appears which I think is the third episode with this idea of like getting comfortable in front of people Mm -hmm. I felt like that was um I just appreciated the fact that they thought about his character it's not just somebody who sets up punchlines for like native jokes and a native perspective but that they treated him as a character that was developing all the way through yeah yeah Yeah, I, I appreciated that
1: yeah well and it sent me on a rabbit hole down YouTube, and I did find Zahn on Sesame Street, which mm, was yes. super adorable, talking about tradition and mm. drunk history. Oh yeah. Yes. So, so he
2: was on a drunk history?
1: Yes, he was on the Alcatraz one. Ah, uh, okay. So that play, makes sense.
0: Um, he played um didn't he play Russell Means?
1: No. He played Adam Fortunate Eagle. Adam Fortunate Eagle. So he plays Adam Fortunate Eagle on Drunk History on the episode that looks at the occupation of Alcatraz. And you know, they're they're basically lip syncing to the narrator's version of what happened. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it you're you're lip syncing to a drunk very drunk person and <laughs> i'm sure it takes a lot of practice and mm-hmm. timing mm-hmm. to right. get that and then get the you know get the gestures that make it funny and and i mean that whole episode is so awesome it's one of my favorites i think is in it right. um, yeah yeah, Adam yeah. Beach Adam Beach. Did it. Mm-hmm. It's just really funny. They're they're all three really funny. Yeah, I
0: really yeah. like. It. And I like the narrator a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> and like how Corianga, she like she does it with attitude. You know. I know. Got a school. <laughs> <at> hospital. <laughs> we're not we're not teaching them in these white man's history books. We're teaching them the real history, their own history. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, narrator yeah
1: (laughs) yeah, because he put it up there were native ladies on there so yes he did
2: right yeah
1: yeah sorry sunrise what are you saying
2: no i was just saying that season six episode two in case anybody wants to watch it it's called national parks Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 that makes sense because what i I was looking through like the list of the writers just to see who is writing this new history of the world part two and uh Mm -hmm. it has a couple people from it's got one person from drunk history so that makes some sense
0: okay i wonder
2: if there's a crossover
0: i bet there is maybe and that's even kind of one of the criticisms but i'm not but don't 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 do that. Don't don't look through the criticisms on IMDb. They're just a bunch of people that are they're just a bunch of unhappy people. And uh <laughs> because they're like they, they talk about, oh, this feels like drunk history um and we mixed with special guest uh, Wanda Sykes and I'm like, as if that were a bad thing, drunk history is funny. <laughs> right.
2: And Wanda Sykes it's is not drunk history.
0: <laughs>
2: there's no there's no drunk narrator. Um, no. yeah.
1: No, even Ulysses says Grant is sober through most of it because he's looking for booze. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah he,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they go out the of way to make sure that there's no drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a really fun. That was a really fun through line. Yeah. Um, right. <clears> but let me tell you I would watch
1: room. I would watch Shirley if it were a real sitcom.
2: A real show. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: i would watch the heck out of shirley that was such a good storyline yeah
0: that was a lot of that was a lot of fun yeah like uh, it was just a lot of fun to watch a shirley chisholm you know just have the president over in her house (laughs) and yeah that was a lovely homage too
2: yeah that was great and they really nailed this sort of like 70s tv style mm-hmm. that was great mm-hmm. or the curb the whole like curb episode i felt like it it really felt like it was a curb episode with jesus and judas
0: oh um, that was so good
2: yeah curb your yeah. judaism
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: Well, and, like they really and Galileo know the on the cell phone. Oh, sorry.
2: Galileo on the cell phone. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought
1: that an Anastasia. doing Yes. It. It oh,
0: oh my gosh. Hashtag last Romanov. I, mean, you know. yeah. <laughs> I think my family just got unalived. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, i'm good.
2: literally dying because my family is like literally dying
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> <sighs> you know the history of the world part one i mean it's uneven like that people forget yeah. but you know it kind it, of it's a sketch show it's a sketch show mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's a mm-hmm. sketch show and so you know, that's just, the, that's just the nature of improvisational comedy, really, and, and sketch shows, comedy, comedic ca- sketch shows they have there. And especially whenever you're interweaving all these um, intergenerational right. comedic performers, powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess one of my most surprised cameos was, oh uh, yeah, Taika, but also, or not cameo, but uh, players, I guess, oh, we'll, we'll just call them in this cast uh was was taika and uh jack black i was not expecting jack <laughs> yeah. black to show up and he i love that he's experienced i feel like his fandom is experiencing a moment right now uh with him being in um
1: he oh, was also mario like,
0: he was a mario brothers as bowser the peaches song yeah. is, it went viral
2: classic absolutely not viral
0: anymore but it went viral <laughs> i had a friend who was like I'm obsessed with this song and I was like okay and then I listened to it and I was like yes yes this is this is a good thing this is a good thing to be obsessed over and, and so uh, <laughs> uh he, he also had a moment too on the Mandalorian a spoiler alert uh he was one of the special special cameos with Lizzo in yes. the Mandalorian and it, it was just such a, such a I don't know I just got a lot of fun seeing him And seeing him, too, in this role. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was... uh, It was really good. It was really good to see him. He's got such a range, and it was a lot of fun to see him bring that back, because I feel like I haven't seen him in things for a long time.
1: Yeah, that's true. With his level of stardom and talent, I'm sure he's just like pick and choose. What do I want to do? Do I want to do Mel Brooks? Yes, I do. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what do I want to do this week? Save Grogu on Mandalorian? Yeah.
1: That sounds <laughs> yeah. good. I'll do that. I might do that. No. <laughs> Maybe someday Zon will be at that level. Yes. Yes.
2: Picking and choosing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although it's pretty I'm amazing excited.
1: that he got invited to do this group. Yes, I mean, it's a, you know, but then to pull Zahn in, it's super yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't think, I'm trying to think of, I'm I'm trying to think of the last time I saw someone, you know, someone like Zahn pulled into this kind of ensemble, you know, as just, hey, this person's going to mm-hmm. do comedy with us too. You know, and I'm like, was Charlie Hill like the last comedian to do that, to be That's like that?
1: Yeah. That's like, have we
0: really not had this since Charlie Hill?
1: I mean, Jana has her background in um, UCB, but she hasn't really been pulled into, I guess, what you would term a troupe. Okay. You know, like a Chris mm. Guest troupe or yeah. the Drunk History troupe, or, you know, they each have and their little should. pockets.
0: Yeah. And she should. <laughs>
1: Yeah, shit, totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe she'll be the next well, one.
0: Yeah. Ho- yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we do need a we do need a dadgum native lady up there too. cracking wise and and Yeah. And and making funny characters, funny lovable character well, they don't even have to be lovable because sometimes their unlovableness is what makes them funny.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes. But we're little steps little baby steps little baby steps but yeah yeah i
2: mean yeah certainly like not in like a franchise or whatever we want to call this a sequel or like like a large well-known property Um, yeah that doesn't seem to be the case although just think about an ensemble this makes me think about just like ghosts right Mm. that we've got like somebody represented on a sitcom that plays pretty regularly and is not being canceled Mm-hmm. Um, but is part of a large ensemble, mm-hmm. um, and that the ensemble being comedic primarily. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not. um
1: Because didn't he say that of most property. of the ghosts people are UCBs?
2: It, I would think so. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're kind of missing this presence, mm-hmm. certainly just generally in comedy.
0: Hmm. It's sad to think like we once had it, like we we had it, and then once that, and I know there wasn't just one person, but the most well-known person mm-hmm. uh, kind of after Will Rogers, it feels like, was Charlie Hill to reach that level of like superstardom in comedy. Mm-hmm. And then after he was gone, there hasn't been that kind of representation uh, in a very very long time I'm gonna say maybe a generation would you say that's fair we'll just call yeah it. yeah yeah so so keep on doing the comedic things on Jana all the people who want to do comedic things we're excited to see them because we want to laugh we all we love laughing with you because we're funny because we are funny dad it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can I um can I tell my Melbrook story it's not even my Melbrook story but my Mel Brooks adjacent story Sure So my daughter was at a convention at a hotel in LA and they were walking towards the elevator and just as they around the corner there's mel brooks in the elevator and she's like hey you're mel brooks and he says yes i am and the elevator doors close <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're mel brooks <laughs> yes i am <laughs> and now no one will believe her except for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just the perfect Celebrity encounter with Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> of course I brought her up on Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs and all all of really- them. Men in Tights. Okay. We I don't know how many times we watched Men in Tights.
0: Men in Tights is fantastic, and one of my favorites, the one that my sister and I watched on repeat was Dracula. <laughs> dead and loving it. <laughs> that oh was, yes, that was that was our our favorite Mel Brooks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that was his last feature. I think,
0: yeah, with Leslie Nelson. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: Yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, (laughs) she's almost (laughs) dead, she's dead enough.
1: What, oh, and High Anxiety. I think I made her watch High She probably didn't get High Anxiety, but it's one of my favorites.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, High Anxiety takes a lot of work to get yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The Twelve Chairs? Is that what it's called? Do you see that? No. Oh. Yeah. Um. The Twelve Chairs. Let's see if I can bring up. I don't remember the. When I always bring this up, no one ever knows what I'm talking about. So I'm going to bring up the synopsis if I can.
1: What was the one that he did with his wife?
2: Yeah, The Twelve Chairs is 1970. Written and directed by Mel Brooks. In the 1920s, Soviet Russia, a fallen aristocrat, a priest, and a con artist searched for treasure of jewels hidden inside one of 12 dining chairs lost during the Revolution.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Romanov stuff kind of vaguely reminded me of that. It's sort of more like the producers and its humor. It's not, like, homages or, like, satire in the same mm-hmm. way.
1: Um, oh, my gosh. I remember going to see Silent Movie in the theater, and we were so confused by it because we were kids.
2: Oh, yeah. What's going on?
1: And, and then Marcel Morse. Understanding Marceau. silent jokes. Yeah, You're and right? then Marcel so shows up, and we were like, "Oh, hey, we know him." <laughs> to be or not to be—that's the one he did with his wife.
2: Yeah, that's that is an old one. I feel like I had that on Laserdisc.
1: Mm, oh yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, but I don't think I've seen it since it like came out on Laser. Actually, I need to see that again. I did rewatch Life Stinks, It's like 1991, and he's like the, the rich guy, and he makes a bet that he can live on the streets without money, and if he can do so, he like gains property or something.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's really good. Um,
1: I forgot about that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember when that I saw the trailers come out for that when I was young, and it looked so serious, but it had Mel Brooks, but it seemed like it was about like... I mean, it was about, you know, gentrification, and it's about, like, class issues, and, mm-hmm. um, and it was pretty good. Jeffrey Tambor is his, like, nemesis. That... Oh, dang. Trying to take the business away from him while he's on the streets. Uh, yeah. I would suggest that, that one.
1: Yeah. And that's a good I, question. I, I don't that... know. Else, and i'm like hey somebody should put together a, a mel brooks retrospective with all of these i guess i hate to say more obscure but
2: there probably are more obscure obscure less
1: known. yeah
2: yeah life stinks is available to stream for free on tubi,
1: tubi! tubi. <laughs>
0: it's fun to say yeah. <laughs>
2: You were just talking about to, to be or not to be from 1983, and that is available to stream on max. Oh,
1: well, I guess I know what I'm going to turn on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now we're just devolving into
1: Mill Mel Brooks. <laughs> movie searches. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I was reading according to this time magazine, this, I think this is a very good observation uh, from Time Magazine, they say that um, says while well, not every aspect of his movies Part One very much included has aged well, Brooks comes into the controversy-riven 2023 comedy landscape with one big advantage over most old-school funny men. He has always known when to bring a wider range of voices into the writers' room when the material calls for multiple perspectives, and that I think really, I think that really sums that up for me because you know of course Mel Brooks Mel Brooks's humor is essentially Jewish and you know and we hear of so many other of the so quote-unquote old school funny guys they get in trouble for this that or the other thing um and we come to realize that uh, our sen- generational sense of humor it changes and it's okay for it to change and uh, sometimes those guys just aren't as funny as I think they are and um i will say that something that does hurt them is that they they tend to double down it seems Mm -hmm. or that's most of the perspectives that i read that they seem to double down and be like no this is funny and i'm just a comedian and i just do what i do Um, but i like how um i i think that this really hits it is that mel brooks brought in a wider brought him wider range of comedic voices and from multiple perspectives and like you mentioned a writer from Drunk History also from Abbott's uh, Janelle James and um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Chair also uh, Los spooky's co-creator Anna Fabrega
2: Fabrega yeah
1: oh my gosh that show is so funny
0: I have not seen it but I um I, I hear lots of great things about it. I'm excited to I mean give just that the premise account.
1: alone is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, those are spookies.
2: Yeah, then of course Wanda Sykes.
0: Yes, of course, Wanda Sykes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I mean that, that was probably his smartest move.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the Amelia Earhart uh yeah. one is really <laughs> like
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we have any final thoughts do we want to close her down
2: well i think you were saying some good things i think yeah the success is being inclusive mm. on screen as well you know not just who's writing certainly that's the case but whose perspective we're seeing in the skits um and then also that they're very dynamic i mean in the zon storyline there he's sort of poking fun also at like Mason Dixon, the character who like was well-educated, but like was obviously not the leader of the group because he's not white.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But it seems like he was, he was able to poke fun at like two different other characters and then the circumstance and it felt like that was uh, really great. It was all from that character's perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The other closing joke. Are you might be? What was it? Are you hanging a Native American? Then you might be a colonizer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: might. I hope be a there's col- a season
2: two. Yeah.
0: A season two, a part two.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, two it part, to be part two, three.
0: Yeah. Part <laughs> three. I'd watch it. I I'd, I'd watch it.
2: Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. I had a lot of, we had a lot of fun just watching this. Cause it was just nice it was just nice to turn on and be like, Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so keep going Mel.
0: Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you for the gift that you are. Thank you so much for joining us for our chat on the history of the world. Part two, uh, tune in if you're in for just a, just a casual laugh. And, um, Until that time, we'll see you later. Same indigenous time, same indigenous place. And until then, don't just keep it real. Keep it
1: real real indigenous. Indigenous.